Oh, hi. How are you? You know what? I'm doing great. I'm enjoying the sunshine. It's beautiful weather in Vancouver. And yeah, you know, we waited all year for this. And now we get to enjoy some sunshine. It is so great to be having summer, even though I still also like it when there's a bit of a cooler day. I think September is my favorite month, so we're gearing up for that. But it's been great to get outside a lot, to do some fun outdoor activities, and also to have a couple cocktails with my bestie. Yes. And you know what? As much as I love the summer, I'm already thinking about curling up on the couch with a blanket and getting ready for fall. But at the moment, I'm really enjoying the sunshine. Me too. Me too. So we're going to talk about work besties today. Are you ready? Oh, appropriate. Yes. <laughs> so we started our, I guess, our friendship at work. So over 12 years ago now, met at work. I think we might have talked about that story one time somewhere, but I just remember I was brand new with the company and so were you. And we show up at this meeting. The meeting's awkward. Um, it's very different than anything else I had ever experienced. And we were both kind of like, oh, hi. Hi. A little lackluster. Yeah. I don't know. I was kind of like, I, don't, I can't tell if she like is like a giant bitch or is shy or is just like absorbing the new environment. And I know for sure I was the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fair assessment. Fair assessment. <laughs> it's not the first time I've got that, especially when I'm in a, you know, an environment where I'm just feeling out of sorts. I'm just like uh, clammed up and people sometimes take that for bitchy or maybe sometimes I am bitchy. Yeah. And it was like a giant culture shock. And we were both like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And ended up having like a blast. <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember when it switched, honestly. Like then it was like, oh, w like we're we're going to get along here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was probably Actually, after a couple Actually, I kind of like you. We should hang out. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, you know, since then we've seen each other through marriages. Well, one kid. Divorces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and ups and downs through different organizations and now we're both our own bosses yeah we are killing it and we've become work besties i guess in a way just as partners on this adventure of a podcast yeah but dude we were work besties way before this oh, i mean yeah. <laughs> those early days like having someone to talk to and to vent to about all the inevitable corporate things, like silly things that happen and things that you have to execute on it. You're like, what? Who made this decision? This is a horrible decision. Let me call my work bestie. Talk about it. Someone to travel. We got to travel all over North America all together. Over. Yeah. Those were some good times. We had some really good times, man. Yeah. Maybe with some of the, I don't know, on some of our social media, we'll share some pictures of us over the years. There's some with me like popping a champagne cork and I hit you by accident. We were in Vegas together. Like we've been all over the place together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's some very questionable fashion choices. You know, this is 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, man. No need. No reminders. <laughs> so... We're lucky. We, you know, became best friends after, you know, becoming work besties. And 
a lot of people will find really close relationships at work. And then sometimes it can be hard. Sometimes like you hear that don't mix business and pleasure, keep your life separate. And I have feelings about both ways, honestly. Yeah, same. I think it's different. I have a different feeling about if you're in like a reporting relationship versus a peer relationship or a cross-functional relationship. I think that it can be a little sketch. I think we talked about this in our episode about dating at work. It can be a little sketch if you're in a reporting relationship, whether that's, you know, a friendship or any kind of relationship. There can be some lines blurred there, but in a peer-to-peer relationship or in a different team or cross-functional, I encourage that. Yeah. I think for me, having, you know, a friend at work that I could kind of lean on, chat with, take breaks with. It was almost like a security blanket for me. My whole life, I've felt like a little bit socially awkward. And, you know, with that has come some anxiety around being in settings where I feel really out of place. And so having somebody that I'm really close with just adds that level of, okay, at least I have Inga, or at least I have Jamie, or at least I have Berlin. There's been a few over the years, and I probably forgot some. Yeah. And at different times in your career, you know, you need like different kinds of support and different kinds of camaraderie and different kinds of counsel. And there's the this whole concept of like, quote unquote, work wife as well. And yeah, different things at different times. For sure. And sometimes that relationship can just stay at work. Like it, it is just during work hours, maybe happy hour afterwards or whatever. And then sometimes it, you know, I guess rolls out into real life and you end up spending time together outside of work. So I think that there's different levels of work relationships. Yeah, I've had some amazing relationships at work that while you're in it and while you're at work, it's amazing and you talk all the time and you you know, have a sounding board and you can brainstorm and you can ask for feedback and you can, you know, have somebody to check you or somebody to check in. And, and then when you leave, then it's like gone. And then there's other people that you are like ride or die for life. And even if you don't connect regularly, you're still connecting and you're still continuing that relationship. And I certainly have a few of those. And like we've stayed connected through throughout all of the years and are really good friends. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And I think that when you are able to nurture those friendships, it also creates some fond memories of a place that you used to work or that you continue to work. Things can kind of come and go. People go through different departments. Sometimes you might be working closer together than others. And it's really just kind of navigating what happens. Where it can get awkward is one, when one of you leaves, that can be really hard. It's about it's like losing somebody that you talk to all the time. Yeah. And then you don't have that person anymore. That can be super, super hard. Yeah, especially if they're like a confidant and somebody that you really like look to for advice and support. Yeah. And then the other thing that can happen, and I read some stories about this, is that sometimes you have to break up with a friend. And if you have to still work with them, but you need some distance or you need to, you know, cut a friendship that's been 
toxic or whatever, that can be really hard when you still have to work with them and be productive on a regular basis. That can be the worst, actually. Yeah, for sure. Like, similar to, like, well, really any relationship at work, if it goes uh, it goes the other way, it can be a struggle. It, it can actually, like, change your entire relationship with working and, like, your level of enjoyment at work. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I've got a story about what happens, you know, in some work friendships. And so I thought we could kind of riff on that a little bit and see what you think. Yeah. So best friend at work quit, and I just realized how much I relied on him. My best friend at work had just had his last day. I realized after he left that I was relying on him a lot for my daily dose of friendship. Now I feel lonely and don't really have anyone to talk to daily. I have other friends, but most of them live far away, and I only talk to them once or twice a month, if that. I have family nearby, but I live alone. It's especially hard because now I have no one at work to vent with. It's ruined my weekend thinking about what work will be like without him. Like, I'm going to go to work and I have no one to talk to, then I come home and I still have no one to talk to. I feel childish having basically a depressive episode about a coworker leaving, but I can't help it. I know I can and should make friends outside of work, but right now that feels kind of hopeless. Aw. Aw. Buddy. That sucks. That sucks. And I think that it kind of, it, it, there was a little bit that we talked about with the dating thing is that when everything is wrapped up in your work, it can become very hard yeah. because, I mean, when you leave a job, you do lose touch with a lot of the people that you interact with on a regular basis. Yeah. And if that connection and relationship is like purely for like work, like like purely for discussing venting, you know, everything related to your job, it's typically not going to translate into a long-term friendship because if really that's the basis and all of the content of your conversation interactions revolve around the work that you do, once you've lost that common ground, there's not much there. But I would say if you do really feel close to this person and you're really sad about them leaving, Really think about like why are like what are you sad about? Is it that you're sad that you just missed the like a person, or do you miss that person? And maybe this is a good opportunity to continue to nurture that friendship outside of work and connect outside of work and get to know them better as a person. And so it's not a total lost opportunity, I don't think. But if you have a bestie that is really just there to as a crutch for your day-to-day work venting and you know talking about what's happening at work that's gonna be tough and I think that you know this poster did recognize that they know that they should go find friends outside of work but they're still in the middle of it. So it still feels shitty in the moment. Yeah. And so realizing that, you know, you need to have support from multiple different places. And that includes work. It's important that you have people that you can chat with. It's important that you have people to, you know, eat lunch with or can vent with because that is so, so important. Yeah. I mean, 
if I didn't have off. somebody to like go out and s- like sneak a smoke out by the dumpsters <laughs> when I was having a really shitty day, <laughs> relatable. <laughs> I don't know like what I would have done. I just would have probably cried in the bathroom, which also sometimes happened. Yeah. But it's important to have that, but it's also important to have other support outside of your workplace. Yeah. So what can you do? Like, how would you go about if you had this realization that, shit, I wrapped up too much in this relationship. Now that relationship's gone, I need to make new contacts within work. And also I should make contacts out of work. How do we do that? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be gone. It can you you can, you know, hit that person up, go out, get to know them. And once you're done with your, you know, grieving process, nothing stopping you from building some connections at work again. And you can recreate that experience and maybe even maybe even see if that is something that you can recreate not just for an at work experience but for a whole life experience yeah i mean continue that friendship i mean we did yeah and i still made more connections within work and outside of work which was really also very important yeah i think that because sometimes it is finding building relationships within the workplace and it can be especially hard now that a lot of workplaces are remote oh it's that's a big challenge yeah And then it can also be really hard in like places where there's shift work, where you're working with different people all of the time. Yeah. So you might not get to work with the same person on the same shift. Well, exactly. And if you're really chatty, your manager might not put you together at all. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you can either be a power team or a team that's not. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also hard if you're an introvert, you know, it's, it's like often introverts have like, they keep their their circle small, you know, they have fewer people that they invest more time with. And, you know, it, it might not be as easy for you to just go out and just build a new relationship out of nothing. That might take time, might be hard. Yeah. And you can start small. I had one person that I was working with and, and she was looking at how to kind of deepen the connection with people and take it from strictly professional to having at least a little bit of, you know, humanity, because it is important. You're with these people a lot, a long time. And sometimes it can just be asking questions, getting curious. And I mean, don't go super personal right away necessarily, but, you know, asking simple questions, you know, how was your weekend? Some people might not want to talk about that. That's cool. You can also go ask work-related kind of questions, like, what do you think of this new initiative that's coming out? Or, What do you think of this product? You know, you can just kind of have chit chat, but what it indicates is that you're open to have more discussions. So if you can kind of cast a wider net, you might have a couple of work besties and then you won't have the risk of somebody else leaving. Yeah, true. Don't put your eggs in one basket. Yes, yes. (laughs) You do like a good marketplace, you know, (laughs) analogy. (laughs) I just remember the uh, apples, Diversify. apple oh, cart, upsetting, upsetting the apple cart. cart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now eggs in a basket, which I've used a lot too. <laughs> well, yeah. Diversify your friend group. I would say especially at work. Yeah. In my personal life, I keep my circle really small and 
you know, you have your few really deep relationships. Maybe they've come over a long period of time. But at work, you can have the freedom of connecting with lots of different people and having lots of people that you can rely on, that you can ask for support, that you can vent with. It, you don't have to keep it small. And I think that that also keeps it less intense. There are sometimes are, you know, relationships, you spend 40 plus hours a week at work at times. And if you're working with that person for a lot of it, or, you know, even just working near them for a lot of it, you become dependent on each other to a point that can become very, very intense. Yeah, problematic. Yeah. And I've it's seen codependency. it. Codependency. Yes. Codependent work relationships. And I've seen it happen with people where, you know, if they're like wanting to talk to somebody else, have lunch with somebody else, what? What about me? Why am I not invited? Yeah. And it can also like it it's almost Feels like exclusive. Yeah. And it can be almost like you're in a relationship. And sometimes you're spending more time at work than you are with your significant other or like outside of work best friends. Yeah. So it's just something to kind of be aware of. Yeah, for sure. But I think the pros outweigh the cons and that work besties are more necessary than they are not necessary. So I have a question that's kind of, you know, <laughs> building on that. So in retail, both of us worked retail management at different points in our life. We would talk about like scheduling power teams and, yeah. you know, having the people that when they were on the floor, the connection was just like seamless. The floor would run well. There would be great customer interactions. Everything would get done. That was a power team happening. Do you think that work besties make good power teams or make horrible power teams? I think it goes absolutely both ways. Like it could go either way. It just depends on the individuals involved. Like I have had power teams where they are work besties and it is like they light that shit on fire. And then I've also had work besties that just want to hang out and they just want to chat it up and they just want to have fun and they want to take breaks together, multiple breaks. And then it's like this break and then it's that break and then it's a smoke break and then it's a lunch break. And it's actually so distracting and takes away from the job at hand and can actually decrease performance. So it goes both ways. I think you have to witness that, observe that, and make a determination. And there has to be sort of like a trust factor too, you know, if you're going to be scheduling certain people together, you got to know that they're going to be responsible together too. I have a follow-up question. Yeah. Are we a powerful power team? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say like... 10 years ago, absolutely. I would say <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> no. I, I would say, I mean, I made the joke that last week when we recorded, it took four hours for us to actually yeah. start recording. <laughs> Today it took five. We did do some shopping and some cheese boards and cheese some, and wine. Yeah. But when we get down to it, like, I we mean, get that shit done. I mean, we ultimately yeah. always get it done. But the run up is a little bit longer these days. Well, I also think because we are, you know, business owners, we're doing our own thing. 
these days. We don't have a timeline in the same way as you would. There was no um, external targets to hit. (laughs) Yes. But it just made me laugh when I was like, are we a power team or are we not? (laughs) We we are. we, We have redefined power for ourselves, power team. And this is our current definition. We are meeting our KPIs. Yes. We don't need nobody's external KPIs. Our KPIs KPIs include having really good food. Snacks are important. Having Check. really good wine. Check. And, and having a lot of fun. Yeah. Having a lot of fun. Getting inspired. We inspire each other constantly and push each other to kind of row to the next level. I don't think I would have felt as confident to leave my corporate job and like pursue what I've pursued without you. Oh, you're so nice. Well, you have been a huge inspiration to me because you got out of the corporate life much earlier than me. And that has been super inspirational for me. And I've been plotting my exit for a while and you really helped with that. So you are laying the groundwork for me. <laughs> Did I ever tell you you're my hero? <laughs> <laughs> enough of that. Enough of that. <laughs> but, yeah, we don't have to, I mean, we're fortunate that we don't have to adhere to anybody else's definition of power team other than our own. I agree. I agree. So work besties can make great power teams. And it's really kind of, you know, making sure that I always had advice for folks who really loved working together. If you love working together, I would love to schedule you together. Show me that I need to schedule you together. Like, you know, get your shit done. Really kind of focus what you do in between. Great. If you want to chat between, you know, customers, great. As long as you guys like work off each other and work great as a team, I will always schedule you together or mostly schedule you together. Yeah. I mean, you got to you got to demonstrate that you work really well together. And there's all kinds of stuff like, you know, you don't want to no favoritism and like no discrimination and none of that stuff, but if it works, it works for the schedule and it works for the business. There's no reason why we wouldn't want to, you know, add that extra layer of goodness to the team and the performance, but it's got, the proof has to be in the pudding. For sure. For sure. So what about when you need to step away from a work bestie situation? I had, I read one story and I can't find it again. So I'm just going to kind of give you a synopsis, but this person was really close with somebody at work They got along really well. They were chatting all the time. They hung out a few times. But the one person thought that they were like best friends for life. Like that was it. They were going to be best friends outside of work. She was going to be her maid of honor. Like that's what she thought. But the person who was looking for advice was just saying like, I actually don't consider it the same way. I love hanging out with her at work. But I actually don't want that to bubble over into my personal life like it is. And I need to step back. So how do you have that conversation? It's important to start by acknowledging 
where the other person is at and acknowledging that the conversation needs to happen because that can easily be a recipe for disaster. And, you know, open and honest is always best. It, it's hard. I have for many, 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 many years used like this template that I made for myself when I'm preparing for difficult conversations. And like this has come to be one of like my superpowers over the years, but I didn't start out that way. And it was really hard for me to have difficult conversations. And I really like just map them out and go through the like the range of emotions and but just understanding that the conversation needs to happen if you're not aligned in how you're feeling about a relationship any relationship communication is key so setting boundaries or providing clarity is important so i would plan for that and make sure that you are if you still value the relationship at work acknowledging that that can still be a great relationship to have at work but that your job is not your life i mean i say this all the time because it's so easy it's so easy to let go of that and make your job your life and it's extremely unhealthy in my opinion so i i can relate to that because you know some people really have very strong boundaries in that aspect my job is not my life I value the relationship I have at work and I value the relationships I have at home and I want to keep those separate. And if that wasn't clear, you know, I want to like, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, putting out the boundary that you like to keep work and life a little bit separate and doing it with kindness and understanding and with respect and acknowledgement, acknowledging that this is like, this is great. If the other person, is feeling so positive and so invested that they think that they're going to be their maid of honor at their wedding. Like clearly this person has had an effect on them. And so having empathy for that and being compassionate and clearly like there is a really good, there is something really good there. And it's just one person is just compartmentalizing that. And the other person is like, has this interwoven into their whole life. And it's just about, effective communication for sure and i think that you know i wish that more friendships whether they were friendships relationships whatnot ended with such respect or shifted with such respect that as long as you're doing it with kindness compassion and being honest then you're doing a great job of just being able to say like i just want to keep things a little bit separate but i would love to still have lunch with you and hang out and I just want to keep it to work. Yeah. And not taking it personal if the other person is not on the same page. Yeah. They might be hurt and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) So don't take that personally. I mean, other people's feelings are theirs. Has no reflection on you. You know, I think if you can walk away from that conversation, knowing that you, it came from a place of love and support and kindness, openness and honesty, then whatever happens after that, you can feel good about it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So 
I think that it's important to have besties in all different parts of your lives, different friends that come and go, because it makes things much more interesting. Work can get a little monotonous and, you know, a little laughter is really, really good for the soul. So hug your bestie. I'm going to send out a shout out to all of mine out there. If you've hung out with me and shared some moments, I thank you. There's so many out there that have impacted my life so positively. And even though we don't work together anymore, I love y'all. Yes. I miss all my work besties. Maybe we should have like a work bestie party. We should do that. Yeah. I wonder if they'd all get along. Probably. I mean, I think so. Mostly. We're the like common denominator. So. So, yeah. So, yes. All right. I can't believe I sang this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should do more singing. You have a great voice. Oh, thanks. Okay, pals, remember, be a leaner, not a wiener. (laughs) 